Do you have any idea how this... With the button? So I can turn it on and off, but then it just doesn't connect to my... Oh, baby. What are you... Is that like a security camera? That's uh, just on the little gim gimbal. That's what we should Science. get, is little security cameras that we can control. Just like... Sweet. I chuck that there. Oh, yeah, baby. Drowned out the air compressor starting up. Three, two, one. Whatever. Ooh, thanks for chucking the, um, the episode out so quickly this week. Yeah, it's super easy. Well, you could tell by the audio quality of that. I didn't spend a whole lot of time on it, and we weren't often running that router table, so we're going to hold off on that at the moment. Man, I have had a... <coughs> it was fun. Go ahead. I was just going to say just, the audio was fine for me. Riding, riding nah. home last night, re-listening, I was like, is there something wrong with my bike? No, I'm pretty sure it's Justin's router. It's fine. I kept stopping and pausing and be like, no, nah, it's not the bike. So the router table just cranked up to max RPMs. I've had this DeWalt, like one of the cheapest DeWalt handheld oh, routers. It's not a trim router since those, 2016. Yeah. And it's been in our router table production like everything we ever run in our router table has been through that thing and it's never needed any maintenance i've just basically been waiting for the the, the brushes to wear out on it and just just keeps going is it, which dewalt is it oh boy the basic one i don't even know if i have it in my assets thing i just I think because we you bought it there it is dw616 oh it is Dang. you have that one Yes. Yes. So when we've had, we've had two of those in the history of butter, that was our first CNC one of those, and we flogged it, and we had it rewound like four or five times. Oh, really? Over you years loved and years it. and years. Interesting. Flogged it. Flogged it. Oh. <coughs> I, sorry, I got to turn Worked you it up. to the bone. <laughs> loved and flogged it. Yeah. So when we bought this the original pl plasma cutter, it had, ooh, screen share. It had that strap to it, but it was wired for 110 because it was a US machine. And so we, I used ah. to, initially I ran it off this like really sketchy power transformer, 240 to 110. And then that, we finally destroyed the router windings and had it rewound to 240. And then yeah, wow. year, years later. So maybe why maybe that's why that tone kind of rang it rang a rang a like trigger, trigger for me like I recognize that router tone. Paid eighty two ninety nine for it in twenty sixteen, and it has definitely made its ROI. <laughs> awesome, good little routers. What's what's been going on lately? In the last two days. Yeah. What have you been doing the last two days? <laughs> Just settling Busy. back into work. A long business coaching session on Tuesday, which was good. And yesterday I was in the welding bay covering for Andy, who's still on long service leave. He usually does our welding. That was fun. Something different. Headphones yep. on. Just playing with a MIG for a couple of hours. That was, was good. Satisfying. Was it like shop it? upgrade stuff or? Uh, a couple of products. Probably ah. the last steel framed products we'll make mm. for a while, cool. I think. Are you get the we, retirement pod or template on Shopify? Yeah, I think we're going to pack up the steel bay. And this, oh, wow. This, this is the last steel order that I'm aware of. I'm going to ship um, it off. Ship it off, pack it up. Yeah. Make better use of that corner. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I have like the most random small assortment of 
We have a welder. Used to have a metal cutoff saw, but it sucked, and we replaced it with a just a cheap. Actually, it's like an old, old school jet horizontal bandsaw. And uh, oh, yeah. it's been okay. It's not bad. I got off Craigslist in the heat of like pandemic. Everything's super expensive, and oh. I think I overpaid for it. But like, I couldn't find anything available, so we just used that to cut off. But like, we've never really had. We probably don't really need and you know anything else. We don't really know. I'm like the only one that knows how to weld, and I'm not going to sit there and do production welding on anything. So it's like, yeah, yeah. No, we'll definitely keep yeah. it as a maintenance function. Like, yeah. How else am I going to make my monkey bars, really? But yeah, we'll keep. It's Laura. It's actually Laura's yes. MIG. It's one of the first tools that kind of formed the business. Oh yeah, yeah. And the cutoff saw was decent. Again, it's pretty old and the gearbox has got a huge amount of backlash in it but still does a decent cut and yeah so i think we'll kind of keep the core functionality but just like shrink it all down yeah we've got like a huge six meter by three meter steel rack on the wall that takes up a lot of wall space so the plan plan i believe is to sell that and then put more pallet racking there to increase our storage yeah 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 cool How's your week? What's up, man? We had a pretty serious run of problems with the bamboo printing PETG. It's been oh. the first major. We had a bit of a hiccup early on with it, and adding Z-Hop fixed that. And basically in the last, I don't know, it's been a week, I guess. Sorry, I should turn this up. It's hot here. I had my air conditioner on and I'm sure that was loud. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So the Z-Hop, we've had it since December. So winter here through, well, basically last week. So it's, it's current day, May, right? Like May, May 15th or so. Mm-hmm. And it's been great. Amazing. No problems. Like never tweaking anything. We just print stuff with it. And as of last week, it just started printing trash PETG parts, like tons of blobs, wow. like making imperfections that like basically make the parts in our minds like not suitable for yeah. products, stringing, oozing, mm-hmm. stuff that like we had problems with the with the person. I was kind of having like a little like existential mm-hmm. crisis of like, not again, what am I going to do? Like, and tried to deal with ourselves, ended up sending a message to support yesterday and it said they'd get back in three days. They still haven't gotten back. So that's mm. that's not super encouraging at this point. In that time, I finally was like, wait, it's hotter out. And I was, that was always in my mind. It's hotter, something to do with that. And then I finally yeah. was like, what if I just drop the nozzle temp five degrees? And I was trying all this other Z pop retract stuff, and it would cause mini collisions and like all the stuff the person was doing caused nozzle to like get clogged up and dropped to five degrees and we had two perfect prints and i was like a week of basically like starting to panic like what are we going to do do i have to find a new printer that can somehow print this even though there isn't another version that's supposedly i don't know and five degrees seems to have it's currently printing another one minor amount of string hanging off the front but it uh, that's nothing it's not it's superficial so weird but yeah. Still fixed it. Awesome. Good yeah. night. It makes sense that it would be affected by ambient temperature. Like it's not a, mm-hmm. it's not a can. 
It's not a liquid cooler. Just chatting about that with some friends of like, oh, what if it had temperature compensation? You could. You could mud it. Oh, God. That's slow. I just wanted to work, you know, like that was where I was getting all fussy with it. I was like, no, like this is what happened with the Prusa. Like we didn't mod anything. Like basically I changed the temperature for the generic BATG and added Z-Hop. And that was all we've ever done. It's just printed the same part since like I have the same file. Can you, can you explain the Z-Hop thing? I don't really understand what um, it is. I don't fully understand it, but basically <laughs> instead of whatever it needs to move, traverse, right? It's just like the router or a CNC. Oh, yeah. Instead of, I think, just going straight across, it literally does a little hop okay. in Z yep. before it, you know, up and back and over, I think. And then there's all these other things you can change, which I sort of understand and was trying, but they were doing nothing for us with, like, retract before z hop and you can change how much retract and like wipe before z hop and if yeah sure none of it worked nothing was helping until i draw it which makes sense it's like the temperature's hotter but for some reason all of it wasn't computing i thought it was too wet and anyway i don't know that that's a panacea but it fixed the things for us at the moment which is happy making good good i did a little bit of printing last night at home because Laura was between prints. Laura's prints are like about 20 hours long at the moment and she's got about two weeks worth of them. But uh, So she's taking the printer home, but I did a little bit on it last night between jobs and I discovered the ludicrous, mo- ludicrous mode speeds. Yeah. That's crazy. What speed are you, are, you just using, are you just using regular standard? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's so fast anyway. It's like when people ask me, I don't know, I'll like post a time lapse. They're like, is that ludicrous mode? I'm like, it's so fast. Like, no, <laughs> we're so happy with its normal speed. Yeah, I just feel like it's going to wear itself out twice the oh, speed. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Already, yeah. it seems like it. Like, I can't imagine how it's not just self destructing at the speed it goes. Right. Mm. Yeah, I've seen, I've had a bunch of people I follow get them lately, and it's, it's basically always the same reaction. It's like, a, I'm sure I've been doing it that other people saw too, or it's like, you're just kind of mind blown at how fast it moves. And like all the, like Winston Moy had a whole write up on having gotten one. He's used, I think, Enders for quite a long time. And he's mm-hmm. just basically had like a, I think a, a similar maker existential like realization of like this is what cnc should be in the future right like they should have intelligence they should compensate yeah, for things yeah. they should have <laughs> software built into them rather than just like i run code let me run into things <laughs> totally yeah it was my daughter earlier in the week was like dad let's print something and like she sat there for a good half an hour just like watching the whole warm-up cycle just like transfixed oh, by the printer don't need a screen yeah, anymore. Totally. Just turn the printer on. I've got a good print Shit. for you for for them. I, I printed <laughs> one for Aaron. It's a little octopus, and you print it in place, and all the joints are connected, and you can Ooh. twist it, and they're all they, Cute. they're all interconnected. It's it's a lovely little right. toy. Hook me up. Hook me up with the toys, man. It's, it's <clears> called <throat> the cute mini octopus. It'll be in the show notes. Good. Yeah. Otherwise, in here, in, in, in buttery news, I, I've got an exhibition that installs next week. Oh. Yeah. Six days. I need to get my act together and actually make the thing that I intend to exhibit. But I did start 
early yesterday morning machining some parts of that. But I'm going to do, it's kind of, I've got this sort of envelope in the gallery that I've committed to like kind of filling with a piece. It's about sort of two and a half by two and a half meters cube. And when I was sick on the weekend, I was thinking about like what I'm going to do there and like just kept coming back to the idea of the Kitta sauna. Oh, <laughs> I will buy one. So I'm not going to exhibit a Kitta sauna, but I am going to like use this as a bit of a development exercise to like prototype that structure. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going, I don't think I'll use sauna proof materials, but I think I'll sort of pursue the idea in terms of how it all goes together, just using our regular materials. And then maybe after, after the exhibition, it'll become a little like working from home pod at home. Ooh. Cause I really, I really want to build an office Ooh. outside. I wish my office was bigger. I want a little recording studio. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in here and I just have your little office version inside my office. <laughs> Justin's in his cube. So yeah, I'd be working cool. on that. Yeah, it'd be fun. See how far I get with that over the next week. But uh, next time we chat, I will have just installed it. So fingers crossed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming there's some crazy like expansion and contraction to deal with. And all that potentially in, in the sauna version, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like when I posted that that story about signing a kit apart space sauna, everyone was like, "Oh, what materials are you going to use? Like plywood's not going to work." Magic I was materials. Like, Just let me show you. <laughs> but I did. I did make some test dowels out of a coir. Yeah, you do familiar with a coir? That like vinegar treated pine stuff. Hey, I feel like I've heard of it. It's, I think it comes out of New God. Zealand, A-C-C-O-Y-A-E, like a naturally treated <clears throat> or more naturally treated modified pine product. So yeah. they do it like a sort of vacuum, vacuum kiln liquid thing where they like completely fill it with this like vinegar subject, vinegar solution. Anyway, it, I was thinking it's of a quiche like, and that's not the same. Nah. <laughs> it's got like a 50 year outdoor rating above ground. Huh? rating and we've used it on a few projects over the years it's quite nice to work with because it smells like salt and vinegar chips when you machine it and it's and it's just you know it's effectively just soft clear pine so it's very easy to machine and work yeah. with anyway i've got some akoya in the rack so i was thinking of making the dowels out of akoya for the sauna mm-hmm. version but i'm not sure what to use for the actual like the ribs yeah but, uh, yeah i'll do some tests at some point some kind of like loosely slotted in fasteners so i can expand and contract and some yeah, tongue and groove yeah cool yeah. that's fun yeah that's my fun thing um one thing what's your fun thing at the moment what are you working on dang i gotta do i was i, was pre- I enjoyed just working on that photo shoot kind of making mm. little animation stop motion animations of like silly things and work holding stuff or not work holding tool setup things that, that new products we had put out Last we had talked and uh, yeah, just haven't done anything like that in a long time. Just like taking photos and literally changing like the front page of our shop. I just had barely touched and, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes when it doesn't feel like there's much. When you're not making anything new or changing anything, that's like odd to keep changing it about. Like it it feels like a lot of, I didn't have any good reason I felt like before. So that's been nice. And that's looks good playing thanks playing with different plugins for shopify i realized 
uh, had made this one as a reminder system for us and trying to make a system for kitting and like packaging and, and bundling products that it was an auto add to cart plugin on Shopify that would add an install guide to your cart. Uh, and it was just a reminder to put the sheet in the box for like the person packing the package. And yeah. apparently, luckily somebody messaged me. I was messaging with somebody trying to buy a dust boot yesterday and they're like, yeah, well, let me buy that one. It says it's out of stock. And I go and look and it's not out of stock. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? And I went and tried it myself and the stupid install guide add to auto add to cart thing was not letting people check out. Yeah. Frustrating. So, so simple. And I was like, God, when did I turn that on? Like how many days has this been like this? But you know, I think somebody else would have asked probably at that point. You'd have so, wouldn't you? Silly. Got to be more careful. I guess the lesson maybe is like, try it yourself before when you turn something on, like try to check out or <laughs> I don't know, not try stupid plugins. Mm. Yeah, we've certainly yeah. done that when when web sales have been slow. I think both Jay and I are like, quick, open new incognito window and try and check out. I'm like, is something broken? Oh no! Yeah, I'm, I'm emailing this this person, and I was like, "Oh yeah, crap! Try and take that install guide out of your cart and see if it works." And technically, it was supposed to keep adding it to the cart too. So I was like, "Man, if it, like the cookie uh, <laughs> things don't work, like if it's I turn it off, is loop. it even going to work for him? Like, is yeah. he going to be able to check out?" And so, luckily, it worked. But dumb, get too um, creative with my problem solving. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm a bit scared of installing random stuff in our Shopify. I found a like lot have, of sweet stuff. I know. There's a lot of stuff out there and I have ideas. I'm like, wouldn't it be neat if it could do blah, blah, blah? And then like, I just have this sort of moment of friction where I'm like, mm, I don't want to try, even try. Like, <laughs> I'll break something. Yeah. yeah. While we're on the topic, the thing I found recently, which maybe you found, Shopify has all these plugins, apps that they don't bundle into the the main thing that you can like install. And I like found another one called search and discovery. And it basically mm -hmm. allows you to like create synonyms and like filter how people uh, search, uh. give boost to things, recommendations. But the thing I found most useful since now we have all these new types of CNC collets and tools and tool holders and stuff like that is it lets you add more filtering capability when you're like in the, index of products so like you can sort by er32 based on the tags that we've put Ooh. into the back end ah, rather cool. than having to search for literally everything like you can actually filter things down a little bit better it's still not like perfect but it's much better than the kind of like before i think you could you could like filter or sort it by like price and availability it's like kind of useless stuff in my mind yeah and was that a plugin or was that a native Seven. Yeah, it's it's a I'll share it. It's, yeah, cool. That'd be it's good. One of their like wait, that's to our store. I'll find it and send it, send it to you. Yeah, cool. Um Yeah. Sweet. What else? Speaking of plugins, we both mm -hmm. got access to GPT for plugins this week. Yes. Which I was excited about. Well, and then I looked through the list and then I was like, what do I do? <laughs> mm -hmm. Kind of had that reaction too. I was a little overwhelmed. There's just too many and you can't yeah. search them. Really They're just like a weird list that you have to go through like page <clears throat> by page. Yeah. Very odd. Did you do anything? I, d 
I do. I do use Wolfram Alpha much. Not specifically. No, I use it a lot for like date calculation and like for quoting jobs and stuff. I'll say like today plus three weeks of business days or something like that. Oh, maybe yeah, that cool. date. And I have like a keyboard shortcut thing through Alfred that makes that fast. So like that's interesting that you mm. can bring all those data pieces in now into the yeah. GPT. Like I had it. I think the one I sent you is I ha- I was like what's the average temperature of my, you know, the zip codes all time, you know, like look it up in Wolfram and it like did that. So I don't know at this point, I don't have any like strong uses for it, but I was doing some coding just with GPT four this morning for like a countdown timer. So yeah, cool. I still use it all the time. Yeah. 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 Cool. I, I, I think my, biggest output in GPT this week was like I've taken to doing all my business coaching sessions in it so I kind of use it as a like a virtual assistant when I'm in the session to take my notes and sort of like I start the chat and I'm like this is what I'm doing I'm in this session I'm going to input my notes directly in here for your sort of consideration and feedback and so then it kind of we just have this conversation that's run sort of parallel to the coaching session as which has been cool. And yeah. then I help and I use it as we're going to sort of summarize stuff and put, hmm. you know, action items and lists and things. So that's been that's been good. I love it. I think by one that I didn't follow through with much, like it's it's so not it was so novel for so long that I was so excited. And now I do it I use it so much that I forget the things I've used it for. Yeah. And like I yeah. solved my problem really quick and I just moved on. But I asked it yesterday, what is the maximum cutting force for a normal vacuum with gasket fixturing in a VMC? Assume oh, wow. one half inch one half inch parts in 6061. And it gave me a really detailed answer with a calculation and wow. a force that is interesting. Like I could have given <clears throat> it an area maybe. Um, mm. And I guess the feedback thing that I can't figure out because I'm trying to figure out if we can cut these certain parts and... I don't know how to get to an answer of like, particularly I want to use potentially that Pearson vacuum table thing he has and they're fairly pricey, but like it should, you know, if we have the right job for it, it would make a lot of sense. And I was like, how do you calculate like, you know, a cutting force of a tool and then if it's going to throw the part or not, like I know Mm. the math to it, but it's like, how do I get the, I don't know how to get the tool cutting force, I guess, at this point. Maybe there's a calculator for that. Or do people just go off gut feeling, kind of like we do with the router? Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been researching alternative business structures. So we've been doing a bit of work around our, like, sort of organizational chart and, like, the tree, the traditional, like, tree hierarchy has kind of been clashing for me this week i'm like i don't really like this and it doesn't in our tiny little company it just doesn't feel right and so i've been doing a bunch of research about alternatives to that and mucking around drawing sort of strange little circular flow charts and stuff (laughs) but what i really want is like gpt or some one of these tools to be able to dynamically create like vector flow charts that would be i I have thought about that a lot, and I think there are tools, but yeah, I would love it to be able to do some graphical things for sure. Mm. Like, that would be pretty ideal. I'm sure it's coming. Oh, no doubt. Or the multimodal stuff there. is coming. Yeah. 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 
oh, I guess the other thing I had it calculate. I I should have I could look it up in our help desk somewhere of the weight of Baltic birch by volume because so I was trying mm-hmm. to calculate nice. some shipping yeah. costs and I just had it. I was like, what would thirteen thousand cubic inches of solid Baltic birch weigh? And it. Do you have a dog? Yeah, Jay must have just arrived with the, the, the two oh. dogs, <laughs> Since including the puppy. Dog. Oh, that puppy's cute. Yeah. Anyway, it gave me an answer, and then I had Bard do the same thing just to compare, mm. and they were wildly different answers, <laughs> like wildly different weights. So then I was like, oh, good, neither of them are right. Yeah. <laughs> How reassuring. Yeah. It's good enough for a quote. Did you have any follow-up thoughts to our big product life cycle idea the other I day? I don't have like a... The, the thing that I didn't dig into that I've thought about, my initial starting point is I'm just... I'm thinking either we'll publish a version of our Airtable products so that it's in our in an article on our on our help desk yeah that has basically like the components and what you can do with them I guess it's like the thing I keep thinking about my simple version is we're making these things we're always trying to make them better more you know sustainable all those things but some of them aren't as much as we'd like but what we do have, I want, I think the minimal place for me is what do you do with it? What can you do with it? What's hidden inside that you can't see? Like, and just giving people knowledge that they could look up and say, yeah, well, what do I do with this dust boot when it breaks? Cool. You know, like, so like just an end the of most bare minimum. Guide. Yeah. Yeah. Just send, send this bit back to PDX and recycle this bit and blah, blah, whatever. It is. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So I don't know, and that That's could great. be pretty easily done with like a library of materials, and then when it's tagged to something in a product, you know, associated with a product, then that can be condensed into some table that can be shared. So it's kind of like a live updating That's cool. list. So if you look up your product, it has, it's got PETG, it's got HDP, it's got some neodymium magnets, here's some glue, I don't know. And we're not going to have answers for all of it, but I, I like that it, this way it can be dynamically updated. And yeah, I don't know. I just think that's important. I don't think I don't think there's a lot of effort given to it, and it, it at least helps my brain feel better about some of the things that you know. I know if recycling isn't really doing what we think it is in the world anymore, but when we find better answers to those things, I'd like to improve on those too. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's cool, and it's just good to have something published and out there. And you would, yeah, it'd be nice if that sort of she could guarantee that 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 website that page will stick around, like beyond yeah, for sure. beyond the life of your company, almost. Like, how do you sort of mm-hmm. ensure that that information stays accessible? Now, I'm thinking bigger picture here, not yeah. just you, but like if if we as companies put that sort of information out in the world, how do you make it sort of more permanent so that in whatever year's time someone could go, I've got, they can ask their AI yep. chip chip in their brain, like I've got a PDX dust boot, what do I do with yeah. this PEG? That's cool. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. and I think, I think honestly some of that helps. I mean, I've definitely had resistance to making products internally my mental process to not make something because i don't feel like it's a i I don't do it because i don't think it's a good responsible thing to make 
Um, And I think by having to think about and put these things associated with a product when you're making the product, right? Like an Airtable, that's our way of doing it. It makes Um, you consider it again. It makes you think about it past, well, now we're making it. And it's like, well, okay, what if this thing could be replaced with something else that is like somebody tried to pitch me one time on using bamboo instead of the HDPE for the plates of the dust boot. And while it's an interesting idea, it's just not feasible. It does not have the structure to do the things it needs to, but you know, I'd love to replace all of the plastic parts with something that was Mm. more sustainable at this point. Like, I don't have options for that. There are becoming more options of like regrind or, you know, non-virgin plastics, but it's just, there's not enough demand for it. I don't think that it's brought it down to a reasonable price. And that's, I wish some of those things would be solved. I don't know that we're going to be solving them, but I would like to use some mm. of them. Yeah. It feels like a lot of that stuff just needs a crisis to push it over the line. Like, yep. we need to be in a position yep. where raw virgin materials are harder, a lot harder yep. to obtain or more expensive or to sort of Probably like government hand. regulations that are not going to happen here anytime soon. No, exactly. Yeah, that's Maybe true. I like the concept. I really like the concept of the those questions being asked at the product development stage. Like if yeah. in your instance, Airtable is your sort of product development structure or oh, platform. Yeah. That as you're thinking through or sort of publishing a new product, you're you're asked those questions as part of the system of like asked to consider them before yep. that thing even goes out into world into the world. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely something we could look at integrating into our product devs. Yeah. Um, well, I'm hesitant to add any more sort of like clutter around our de- product development. Because uh, <laughs> it restricts you. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. I feel restricted no, I by it. No, I, I think but that's what, a pretty important what, one. For me, though, I, I agree. I wouldn't want to. I think what's nice, at least one of the better things I've set up so far, I think it's so far into my development phase of using Airtable that the Portland CNC products Airtable base is very seemingly well constructed. And that we can like put inventory items into it and it goes back to the inventory table and like things are starting in the last couple months to like be really useful. So it goes, we have a way now to like pick a product and if we're trying to reorder stuff for it, it'll show me all the things that are in it. All the bomb, right? Oh, nice. Because I'll I'll say to Ricky all the time, like, hey, do we need anything else for duck towers lately? Like, I know we've been selling them. Like, are we out of these screws? And he's like, what screws? And we can't remember. So now it's like you can sort by the product and see, oh, all those screws. And then he can go count them up and see what we have. And it's been great. And it's finally like the dream I've had of like, oh, we actually can do these things. And I'd say the one thing I now a little bit at odds with is like adding all these Technic products, Technics, Mm. is going from having their information in like a spreadsheet to needing it to go into Shopify and Airtable. And it's like this mess of like nothing really vibes together. I know you've been using that air power thing. I looked at mm. it, but I don't really know that it solves those problems for us. So it's just kind of a manual entry mess, I guess. 
Yeah. I just sent yeah. you a screenshot of <clears throat> something Jay showed me the other day where they've been using GPT to create Airtable formulas. Mm-hmm. And in that example was like a, a kind of a lead time check that looks at because we have a four-day working week, we've always had this odd thing of like, how do we tell our customers that our lead times are sort of our business days and not the world's business days? Plus um, one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems very capable of assisting with such formulas, which is cool. I found some really cool stuff. A lot of it before all these AI tools, I would get some help from people on their community forums of like, one of the challenges I had was I was hand numbering every job inquiry we had. And it's basically just like a year and then, in a, you know, in a, in the next number. And somebody came up with, not the end of the world, but basically looks through all the numbers and goes, all right, well, it's this year. And the last number I see is this, make a new one at this. And so like all those little things, like once you can get them figured out, it's like so sweet that you, you no longer have, I accidentally, I accidentally jumped our tool or our inquiry numbers by a thousand by putting in the wrong number and the next <laughs> kept going. So I was like, well, I guess it's still working, but there's a big gap yeah. there. But yeah, those are satisfying. Yeah, that's sweet. I, it's so, so satisfying. It's like, if it's, if, if these tools got taken away now, I'd be so frustrating, like, Not like going backwards and, in, in human efficiency significantly i know do you think there's a risk of that yeah i like we talked about i think they could get more expensive i mean so many mm. of them are free right now and people keep coming up with new ways to make it open source that it's like these companies are going to have to find some way of monetizing it because like it ends up being so, which is crazy. So much of it's like out there and there's enough smart people that seem to make ways that like this, what was the thing called GPT for all? I haven't used it much, but it's like, I have it on my desktop now and I can just mm. do all these things right there. Yeah. I had that thought. I was like, I'm glad I've got that, that model on a hard drive. Like if they take all these sweet toys away from us, at least I've got that Yeah, and I can keep right, training yeah. it. When the when the apocalypse comes <laughs> and nothing else works, we'll still have our GPT. We'll still have GPT for all. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I agree. That's all I need. That and Rhino yeah. and my bamboo. Sweet. Sounds good. Justin's Desert Island lists. Everybody wants that. Coffee, RX bar, seltzer water. I'm good. That's all I need. One, one suggestion. I thought about this while we were chatting. I think... Dylan suggested it to me a long time ago from Within Tolerance, but if for your bamboo they come with glue sticks, they have kind of weird beds on them, I find. Like, they're almost too sticky in certain circumstances, and you have to put glue stick on it, which I find to be Neanderthal-ish. I do not like the glue stick thing. I'm like, why am I spreading children's toy glue around on this $1,500 printer? And so Dylan suggested nano-adhesive, Something. And this stuff is amazing. It's not cheap, but you're, it's basically going to last forever when you buy a 50 mil yeah. little bottle of it. And you just put some on, clean it with dish soap in the sink, put some on with like a like a little brush, let it dry, dries in like two minutes. And then <laughs> we print for like one to two weeks with that Ooh. adhesive layer. It sticks really well. 
and then once it's done, you just wash it. Like we have a little soap dish thing in the sink. Cool. And we just scrub it, let it dry. We have two two beds now, and I mean, not to brag, we have two print plates, and <laughs> we just have one ready in case the other one starts to have issues. And yeah, um, great. Highly recommend that stuff. It's so much better than the glue stick. Awesome. Good to know. Not available in Australia, but I'll try and find it. I can hook you up. No, nice. <laughs> and then I send you that, and like we get like banned for sending <laughs> adhesive in the in the mail. Yeah, yeah. yeah you I guys see. have some laws about importing. We can't bring dogs there. I mean, thank you. Check it out. Uh-huh. What are you gonna do on your last what day of the week? Week? Mm, I gotta go finish welding these tables this morning so they can get taken to the powder coater. And then I need to make some content to sell some products. <laughs> Shopify Doing that too sales. Right now. Very dire still, very slow. Ugh. I need to give all of that a bit of a kick. And, you know, I'm starting yeah. to think whether whether we need to go crawling back to the land of digital ads. But something needs to be done. So I need to spend yeah. some time this afternoon on that. Mm. Yeah. What about, what about you? I'm also trying to get some promotion around having new products. Um, yeah. One of the things I thought would be pretty effective is just to make some videos of like using the setup stuff. Absolutely. I'd like because, to see you using that talk wrench. Yes. Especially because the only thing that works anymore on any social media platform is videos. You can't, like, uh-huh. my photos got like 20 likes, you know, like nobody, even like a short stop motion. It's not that exciting, but like that got like no engagement. It's like you have to make the perfect thing for the the algorithm, God, or it does not bless you. So that, which is, I enjoy that. And then I need to finish up some mill parts, putting together this, had this list and all these parts that have not come together yet. Um, I think I maybe talked about this, this like collection of all these different components and it's how how's the simple way to say it? So there's you know like have you seen the, the fuck are those called? Uh, oh god, the orange vacuums everybody has from the UK. Chip. Yeah, it's like a sump cleaner. Why can't I? I cannot remember yeah, the name of yeah, that company. Yeah, yeah, Another thing you mean. I saw yeah. one at the show. So they're like real expensive. I mean, for a shop like us, they're just small, and we have one coolant machine. So basically, yeah. this guy came up with a version to basically order parts from like hardware stores at like plumbing Mm, supplies and a drum and it uses this cool like siphon style vacuum via air pressure to be able to suck out your sump clean the chips out clean the oil kind of separate it and then either put it back in or you know end up recycling it and we need to switch over to a new coolant so i was just using the stuff that came with the machine and it's it's just not good. It's like some Chevron soluble B. It, it just was never good. It's it's weird and kind of never the right consistency. And we didn't put enough effort into it. So like we're going to switch to something more common. And it's just been like this yeah. big, like we've been making it work for a really long time. And it just needs to be done. It's going to be quite the process. So I need to jump into that um, soon. No. Not excited. I do like, I'm excited to build this thing. I'm thinking I'm going to build, make a yeah. video on it so other people can do it too. Cause it's like basically a seven or $800 solution instead of 
1600 or 8000 are the two other options off Whoa. the shelf that we found. So it's a pretty wow. good deal. Okay. Great. Anyway. Pleasing, pleasing fittings. Oh, yeah, they are. Little banjo. Yeah. Nice. Oh, have fun. Yeah. You as well. Fun for your welding. Thanks. I will. See ya. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. You have made me think not to continue this forever, but I looked at our last 30 days of Facebook ads. Yeah. My row ass is absurd. It's 15 and 13 for the two ads I have running with a total of 18 purchases for what? I can't do that math. Four or $5,000. Wow. Last one. Again, who knows if they're giving me the right statistics, but I'll take it. Are you running vi video ads? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anyway, I should probably wow. head off. Cool. All right. Thanks, man. Yep. See ya. Catch you soon. Bye. Bye.